Sentire Media. Happy New Year! Thank you so much for downloading our podcast in this 2020 uh, new start, new year. Yeah, why do you laugh at me every time? Whatever. Today's the 8th of January. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's frozen outside. We have minus 7 degrees and clear. We have a high-pressure system coming over the peninsula of Italy that will stay here for the next two weeks, continuing on mild weather throughout January. Great intro. <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, a little quick shout out to my pops, Marty, for the uh, great website, Ventuski, to check out the weather since Jason's talking about it right now. If anyone's interested, I, I'm guessing it's all over, but we're using it, obviously, in Italy. And it's, it's a Lots sweet of animations. Site. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, today is clear, cold, uh, minus 7 and frozen. Really um, interesting weather these days. It starts out in the morning like frozen, frozen. Mm-hmm. And the sun comes up and melts everything. And then it ends up being a beautiful, mild day every for the last two weeks. Yes. The chickens are still alive. Are only, and the roostino is great. They're, They're still laying eggs. They're laying like crazy. It's insane. I had no idea that the chickens were um, had a harder time responding to heat than to cold. Our only problem, thankfully it's been dry, so the coop's fine. It's that the water is frozen every morning and like deep frozen. And uh, I read a thing this morning. Try putting three ping pong balls into the water and hopefully that will keep it from freezing uh, with the slight movement of air. So we're going to throw some ping pongs in there. Let's see if it works. See if we can find any. So we have a lot to talk about. We'll back you guys up to before the uh, before the Christmas break. We've just finished Bafana. It's over the epiphany on the 6th. So the, the holiday season over. We can stop Whew. eating now and getting Please. fat. Oh, my God. Um, it's it ti- tastes so good. It tastes so good. It's time <laughs> to get back to work. I'm, uh, I've, we've basically sat on our tissues for... Two months? Yes. November and all of December. Full yeah, two full. months. Full two months, eight weeks. Um, our last guests were the beginning of November, and now here it is the beginning of January, and I'm ready to go back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, You're I'm done. Ready. So let's start off. Let's talk about the 2020 season, because it will be here before we know it. Oh, my gosh. It is definitely time to start making those travel plans. I know it feels like a ways out there, but... <sighs> Our workshops at the end of October are sold out, so I would suggest starting to look at the spring if you have any availability. And um, we're starting, we're kicking off the 2020 year this year with the um, Bringing Back the Move to Italy workshop. We've had so much interest in it. It's almost fully booked, only a few spots left. I think four spots are available. And that will be May 4th through 7th. And in the Move to Italy workshop, for those of you who haven't heard us chat about it before, this is a, this year will be a three night kind of intensive, if you will, um, ton of information thrown at you in three nights, um, broken down into preparation, transition, and execution. And this will be, um, more of a general, um, not seminars by any means or TED talks but are, are I think it's a good mix between the reality of living here and the nuts and bolts that you need to get done. Exactly. Um, it's a, we, we like to say we provide a roadmap and your road will be different than anyone else's road. It always is. Sometimes that road doesn't always lead to Italy either, but no. it's so important to kind of ask these questions. It's a great place to, um, the workshop is a great place to come and kind of bounce off some ideas or ask us all your million and one other questions you have. We share a bunch of our stories and um, it's a good mix also for if whether you're looking to start a business here, because we will cover some of that, but also a ton of people just want to either retire or have a vacation home out here. And of course, we will also cover the uh, ever popular uh, one, one euro, euro properties. <laughs> come on, you guys. Um, Don't. There's, there's a lot of misinformation out uh, on moving to Italy and what you need and the requirements, and we just try to wade through a little bit of the BS, exactly. get down to the nitty-gritty, and then give you a dose of reality. Mm-hmm. So that is at the beginning of May, May 4th to 7th. Then May 11th to 16th, we have our five-night um, really popular Made in Lamarque package. And this is where we... Spring edition. Yeah, the spring edition. So this year we decided to break it up um, throughout the seasons. So each... Workshop will be different based on the season that you come to stay in. So you could come for two, <laughs> come in the spring and come in the fall and it will be totally different. But um, we really celebrate the uh, kind of all the culinary and food and wine aspects of 
the lovely area of Lamarque. And for those of you who don't know, um, Lonely Planet named Lamarque the number two region in the world to visit, not just within Italy, but so this is becoming a very popular place and um, it's a good time to come get a wine tour, market tour, three different cooking classes. So you get a real um, kind of in-depth look at the food of the area. Exactly. And like Ash said, it's well this year more for me than anyone else, but it's going to be different from the spring to the autumn. So I like it. So the, mm-hmm. what you what we do in in um, May will not be at all what we do in, in September, September or October. The yeah. October one's fully booked. Um, for those of you who can't stay five nights, we've got a three night taste of La Marque. Um, just a little assaggio, just a little sample um, of the area. So you would come for our pizza night, the ever famous pizza night. Then we'll do the market tour with Fusciani, have a little porchetta, go up to Colesi for the beer, uh, Hunter's Hideaway for lunch, and then the next day, a half-day cooking class, a little Italian quiz night, and then the next day... You guys are off. Ciao. Exactly. Um, throughout the summer, then we've got the basics of the Italian kitchen. Now, I like to say this is anything but basic. We call it the basics because it's from the garden, from the sea, and from the woods. So the three kind of basic food groups of Italy and making pasta, of course. And this is really coming down to the fundamentals and um, working with simple ingredients. If you can nail the the simple things, then that's... Who's, who was it that said when... I, oh, was it Jacques Papin? I don't know. Who, who said, whenever I want to see the true, true talent of a cook, I just give him an egg mm-hmm. and say, make me an egg. So this is kind of like the make me an egg idea that if you can do the small technical things correctly... Um, and Italian, the Italian kitchen is just built for this, uh, really made for this, then anything you make will be spectacular. I love it. It's true. People always will come to us or shoot us in an email asking what the menu is or when they show up, I want to learn the most difficult thing there is. And it's like... You don't get it. No. (laughs) You don't get it. (laughs) Um, Then after that is the wood oven workshop. We've got two of these, one in the end of June, June 29th to July 2nd, and then another in uh, September. If you're thinking of putting in a forno a leno or a wood pizza oven or whatever you want to call it... Um, or have done so, it is imperative that you really learn how to use it. And um, it's not—it's not a difficult thing, but it does. There is a learning curve, and in this we in this course we do definitely do more than pizza because if you only do pizza in your oven you're not utilizing it nearly to the capacity that you can that being said i gotta interject really quick as usual um shocking (laughs) we do cover pizza because that's a huge one no and trust me we've seen so many photos online of people who have these wood ovens who are making pizzas that look terrible Terrible. but um the learning curve on these ovens is kind of steep it takes a lot of repetition you got to use it and that's what we try to mitigate here is the learning curve um, in three days, if you can really cut out like a whole summer of, of futzing with this thing and figuring out and burning stuff and you can kind of get rid of that part of it um, and then you can enjoy your pizza oven because most people use it every once, you know, they'll use it a handful of times over the summer and it's not – trying to master this is not that kind of thing. You can't just use it two or three times and expect to really understand what's going on. Um, you have to kind of do it and – that's what we do. We mm-hmm. fire it up and we do it. We use it in, we use the oven in all five of the different um, categories of heat. So from pizza, which is the hottest, all the way to confit or something slow overnight, which is the lowest. And it's a lot of fun. It's you hang around. Uh, we hang out with a glass of wine or a glass of, uh, or a beer in your hand and. It's great. It is. This is also a really good one um, that's family-friendly because the kids can jump in the pool and be hanging out outside. The 90% of the class is outside by the wood oven anyway. Kids can come over and join when it's time to make the pizza. Um, it's a real family-friendly one for sure, too. It's great. Every year it goes really mm-hmm. well. I know. I love it. <laughs> we also do the like fish and salt crust well, sometimes. Uh, yeah, we, the menu totally changes. The menu changes. changes. But, I'm going to change it up because I, I want to do different things. I know, but I just like it. <laughs> um, then throughout the summer, we've got another one of the Made in the Marque, the five-night summer edition, July 5th through 10th, and a three-night taste of La Marque, July 30th to August 2nd. Autumn 
is where things are already really filling up. So just hit up the ones we need to Okay, so the big one is the advanced workshop. This is the Sunday lunch. This one I am really super excited about because... Let's reunite the band, you guys. <laughs> this is open only to guests who have been here before and taken cooking classes. And we're going to take that fossa that you remember that Jason drilled into you, and we're going to build off of that. The fun part also is the culmination of these five nights is creating a big proper pranzo, a big Sunday lunch for the Italians. And throughout these five nights, we're going to not only be prepping the meal, but having meals together together working as a team to create this lunch and i think it'll be a really cool with a max of six so i think it's going to be really cool it's yeah it's an interesting premise and this is to get a taste of what it's really like to be under the gun and have to produce for a group of people and be on time and and hit all the marks and we'll work up to that through the week and you'll see preparing the pasta ahead of time and see the progression of everything and understand the mindset of of when you're cooking for whether it be four people or 40 how to kind of design the menu and set up the time and work smarter and not harder and timing super important timing is everything but we'll just go a little bit deeper this time because you uh you've returned and you understand kind of the method and and we don't have to start with the basics and we can jump right into it it'll be great i'm i'm really looking forward to this one september 2nd to 7th mark your calendars for that one and then we've added a two night kind of i just called it the two night intensive because sometimes like i said before you can't stay very long this is another great one for returning guests come for a fantastic dinner next day, full day cooking class which is a sunday so we'll spend the day as it should be on a sunday just cooking all day having lunch dinner and then monday morning you won't go to bed hungry (laughs) and then monday morning you're out of (laughs) here so if you want to pop back for a quick stay get a good long day of cooking in get your jason and ashley time this is a great one and then we have the classic gourmet getaway the three night autumn package um with the mushroom hunt and that is october 7th through 10th otherwise october is booked Nice. And, of course, um, there's still holds open in July and August for renting the farmhouse, right? Um, a little bit in July and a little in August as well. And a few availabilities in September. We're no longer taking nightly bookings. So if you are interested in coming in a time that is not one of our scheduled workshops, you can either change your calendar <laughs> or-, or rent the whole farmhouse if we have availability. Pull together, like, two or three other couples, and it's totally doable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's 2020. We're getting geared up for it Woo! starting the other day. I know it. I know it. I'm excited. It's it's coming soon. All right. So now we back it up. Now let's talk about the fun stories. Okay. This is what you guys tuned in for. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. So um, should we back it up yeah, to we, before the, Christmas? We were, the last podcast we did was like right before Christmas. So um, Christmas was at Rosanna, Gaji's wife's uh, family's house in Chitri Costello. Uh, yeah, we went over the hill. The only uh, Christmas was great. It was low-key. Um, we love going to uh, Fabrizio's uh, house, and, and his kids are great. And um, The only scary part, the only part that is was concerning was the trip over the hill from uh, Piovico to Chita di Costello over the Apini because... And back. And back. Because the Godster... He is not a great driver no. on those uh, curves. No, thankfully it's clear. Jason kept saying, "I know you like snow ash, but just remember, God, he's driving tomorrow." And it was like, "Let's You're right. let it be clear and cl- clear and bright." Clear and bright it was. Coming home before we leave. Oh, just God, you had to take one last shot of whiskey before we hit the road. Just that's so you had to take a little roadster. And uh, now he's <laughs> not a bad. It's not that he's a bad driver. It's that he's gotten one cataract done, and the other one has not had the surgery on it yet. So I think his depth perception's a little off. So getting into the curves, breaking hard, then speeding up. It's every curve, and um, he's been driving this road. It's, he know. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know the road. So he's been driving. He's lived here his entire life. He's driven that road thousands and thousands of times which is the only reason it's like all right not to mention if we ever suggested that we drive oh my god that'd be it that'd be a major offense and then we were silent in the car at one point and god she said are you guys sleeping or what's going on and rosana said no just keep talking and we'll all be continue to pretend to listen (laughs) it was just great lots of bars oh my god so um 
Christmas was great, really low key, but the highlight of the Christmas season was Ashley in the choir. <laughs> My performance. <laughs> I don't. I'm sure we mentioned that Ashley got a little uh, dream, uh, a little drunk on the Christmas Holiday spirit, spirit. Yes. <laughs> at a dinner and um, volunteered to join the choir, which is great. I think it's awesome that she puts herself out there. Yet I didn't know you could sing. Well, I can't really sing, um, but I enjoy it. I think it's really fun. I definitely don't have the like operatic voice of like the choir singers i'm more like oh yeah baby <laughs> you know <laughs> so it, it, it ended up being great she the choir it, we went it was um it's a cluster f i know i said that the last time when i had the uh just the uh rehearsal but it was like show up two and a half hours early yeah. for the concert to do another rehearsal we get there we real we find out only the day of the concert that three other choirs are joining us and that it's like a split concert so they go first and then we go and i wasn't sure the order and i texted jason immediately going oh my god if we go first we are out of here i'm not sticking around this could take forever oh it did um but it was hysterical because well, you t- say it from. Well, the concert was great. Like, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> the the choir. I like the the I like the music. In, yeah, it's nice. The, the Christmas music. music is nice. And um, they had a trumpet player, which mm-hmm. um, who was in the brass part of the brass. That uh-huh. He was a professional. He did a big solo thing. I love uh, horns, mm-hmm. so it was great. The funniest part to me was Ashley, gangly tall Ashley. They stuck her right in the middle of the choir on the second pew. So she is literally face-to-face with the conductor, and she is a head taller, a head and a shoulder taller (laughs) than everyone else. It looked like it was like the fourth grade Christmas sing-along, and there's the giant Ashley in the middle, and just, you could, I don't know, it was hysterical. And I had a white scarf on and a huge smile. (laughs) I was the most excited one up there. And... They put her next to the two smallest people. They came up to the woman on her left, came up to her shoulder, and the woman on her right barely came up to her ear. And it was everyone. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a blast. It was um, there. Like I said before, there was just half the songs were in French, so some of them you just kind of pretend to sing. But um, it was good. I loved it. I would not do it again necessarily. Um, thankfully, there is no. That was it. Uh, it was one. One night show only. <laughs> but, uh, it was great. I love the feeling part of the community and like participating in that sense, you know? Absolutely. Um, so that was Christmas. And then um, New Year's, we took a trip to uh, Corsica, the island off the coast of Livorno. Wait, but before we yeah. got there, Livorno. Oh, Livorno. Livorno's eh, a shithole. Not. Not my fave. It has been a long time, if I can't remember when, maybe somewhere in Puglia, <laughs> but that we were like, ugh, ugh, I would not go back. Okay, Livorno is a port city. It's um, heavy on the industry. So it's north. It's on the Mediterranean coast. It's in, Tus- it's in Toscana. In Tuscany, north of Rome, south of the Cinque Terre, and just west of Lucca and Pisa. Just southwest of Lucca and Pisa, to give you guys an idea. When you come in, you come through this industrial zone where there's nothing but like oil refineries and just industry. The it air stinks. was thick with diesel smell. It like it was stink. <laughs> and then just, we were there not even 12 hours. No, but. I don't know if we missed like the historical center, if we missed something, but if you're planning just, a trip to Italy, uh, eh, don't stop. No. Keep and going. in fact, if, when we go back to Corsica someday, we will skip it and stay in, in Luca or Pisa yeah. and just do the 30-minute drive to get to the ferry. Um, that's the only reason we went to Luca was that's where the ferry... Livorno. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Livorno was... That's where the ferries to Corsica uh, come off of. And we took our... You, it's a car ferry, a giant... You can giant walk on, ferry. too. You can walk on. Um, and Corsica was beautiful. Now... We're going for New Year's, so it's not the touristic, really high tourist uh, time. So a mm-hmm. lot of stuff was closed, and it was We really arrived quiet. on a Sunday, left on New Year's, uh, New Year's Day. Day, so yes, a lot was closed. But it is gorgeous. It is. Absolutely gorgeous. The ferry took about four, four and a half hours. Uh, Just the right amount of time where if it was much longer, you might want to get a cabin if you have a child or something too but we were able to eat our way through the ferry ride and oh note 
once you leave your car, you cannot go back. Mistake made. I left sausages in the car and wanted to go back to get it for lunch. I even went and asked the reception, uh, I forgot something in the car. They said it was only medicine you could go back for. And Jason kept joking that the sausages were my medicine. But um, yeah, four hours-ish. And so it it's wasn't bad. It's not bad. bad. Don't, you don't need a cabin. I, I guess if you have a child or something, mm-hmm. you want one. But um, uh, the boat was really clean, really nice. Smooth. Ton- smooth. Ton- well, we had no weather. Like the seas were calm. There was no wind. It was sunny. Um, lots of families, um, and, and different from our ferry ride to Greece, which was nothing but surly, uh, truck drivers, uh, and the two hookers. <laughs> the hookers. Um, but Corsica, um, <laughs> we stayed in, uh, if you, um, we, well, you just It's near it. Ersa. Yeah. So if it's on what is called like the Dito or like the thumb of Corsica, there's a little. In the north nubbin on the north <laughs> a little thumb that sticks out there and so we were out on that little peninsula and ashley's childhood friend um married a french guy and his family uh um, his mom was his from mom there. was from there so we um stayed in basically the village of his that his mom grew up in let me tell you it is like a freaking film storybook the mount because corsica is kind of mountainous it's Very. hilly and the med looking over it and she lived in this um, little town called Canela, right? Cinnamon Canela. Mm-hmm. It is literally like you would think out of a film. It needs to be like a movie set. It's for just sure. a little overlooking village. the Mediterranean to the on the west side. On the west side, uh, maybe a kilometer inland, but you're way up on a hill. And you see the inlet of the the village is built into the rock and the village is all stone. There's a little fountain like it's just only foot traffic. You have to leave your car. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. That being said, I would imagine in the summertime, because this this area had one road in and one two-lane road going out. Would Which pro- was stunning. Stunning. Not only the views, of course. The condition and quality of the road, you guys. We were just like, what the hell? We ended up staying in a town of 10 inhabitants on a year-round basis, and the road was better than anything out here. Yes. <laughs> Um, so the Corsair are interesting. It's a mix of, their language is a mix of French and Italian, heavier on the Italian than the French. We learned, we yeah. learned a little bit of history, uh, how Napoleon, uh, Napoleon, uh, won back Corsica and did no more research than that. Um, <laughs> the oldies, if you ran into an old timer and started speaking Italian, uh, they could understand and they would sometimes reply just directly in French or the Corset dialect. And then it would take them a little bit into the conversation and then they'd go full up into Italian. Um, there's not much to do there except walk around and enjoy the beauty. We went on New Year's Day and um, um, one of uh, our no um, Ashley's friends, husbands, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he went He's a, he went diving, not deep, like literally wading um, in a wetsuit and grabbed... How many kilos? Oh my God. Enough to feed all of us of um, Ricci di Mare. Um, sea urchin. Sea urchin. It was incredible. I've never seen it happen just in front of my face like that. Right in front of your face. <laughs> um, but, you know, anything like that that is that fresh, pulled out of the sea, split open. Jason learned how to cut them open. Yeah, they're, on the bottom of the sea urchin is a little mouth, and you stick a scissor in there, and you cut it the... Uh, radius to the edge of the circle of the of it, and then you go around and you kind of just wash out the black stuff guts um, when in the seawater, and there you see the orange. What is it? They said they were the sex, sex organs. Organs, whatever it is, it was good. <laughs> and you use a little spoon or, or bread. Uh, you just rub it on bread, and it was so nice. So we sat on the beach, and and it took him about not no time at all, thirty <laughs> minutes to I find. Know. A giant, giant. It was great anticipation, just like deadliest catch or something coming out of the water. You can't quite see. You see him holding the bag, but you don't see what the what's in the bag yet, and you kind of aren't sure if the weight that he's pulling is just the tension against the water, if it's full. And then all of a sudden, he lifted it up, and it was like we're eating. (laughs) So it was a beautiful afternoon. We drank white wine and and ate sea urchin and bread and olives and and. it was nice. It was not a cloud in the sky. Nice enough to sit on the on beach. the beach. We I made a sandcastle with the little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time. And then that evening, oh, that evening, then we did a um, well, I, we uh, they did a um, baby goat on the spit, spit capretto, roast, capretto, spit roasted baby goat, which was 
It was, it was so much fun to watch really the whole great. thing go down from having them, um, the Arno's mom and him going to pick up the goat and at, at 10 in the morning and being forced um, to have a shot of whiskey with the farmer before he could, they could take the the animal <laughs> to um, and having it hanging in the like little cantina to the dad being so pumped up to like research it and the whole thing and he's out there throughout the whole process um, be, yeah. tapping it down with like the rosemary sticks oh by the way side note we were trying to look for different herbs for some cooking we were doing what is with Corsica's fake-ass herbs? It looks like rosemary, but then it doesn't smell like rosemary. It they, looks like they have a ton of sage everywhere. And then you go to touch it, and you're like, what? Nothing. What the hell? I have no idea. It was so weird. It was like these fake versions <laughs> where they just didn't have any pop or kick to it. No, Wasn't it weird? Know. Even the laurel. Yeah. The I, I don't know. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. But Corsica, a great uh, – if you come to Italy and you're yes. looking – you know, everyone talks um, – about uh, Sicily or Sardinia or – and I – oh, I guess you're not coming. Uh, well, yeah, it's a different country. But – all right, we had technical difficulties there. The batteries died. Terrible engineering on my part. I, but um, we talked for a full-on half hour before I looked It was down. like the worst version of when I'm talking to my sister or one of my girlfriends that the phone dies, like craps out, and I keep going for another five minutes and not realize, hello, hello, and he went there, and they were like, oh, the last thing I heard was, "Let me, I got a story to tell you. <laughs> so I felt like it totally like that. All right, my fault. It was really good, too. It was awesome. We'll Let's do it again. Let's see if we can do it again. All right, so the last thing we said was wrap up. Uh, it's we a different country. Yeah. We were wrapping up Corsica. Yeah, I was realizing that um, Corsica is France and, and we are living in Italy. So, um, And it was pretty obvious we live in Italy on the boat ride home because the boat ride, the ferry, it's called Corsica Ferries, but uh, it was 100% Italiano that day. This was New Year's Day and they broke out the karaoke machine on the back of the boat. Jay, I don't think it was karaoke. I keep trying to tell you. I think these were paid entertainers. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say they're karaoke because if those were paid entertainers singing into that, we got problems. They were they, the reason why Ash says that is they were in like sparkly dresses oh, yeah. and like Oh yeah. and like I hope they were entertainers. Suits that With looked, what they were wearing, they better have been paid or entertainers. Or were they just on like a continuing the party like from the night before but we boarded uh the ferry and tons of italians are sitting outside on the uh dock or whatever not on the dock on the boat outside i don't know what that's called just on the deck outside thank you and it is the music is blaring the person is singing five feet in front of them if that some people are dancing right up in their face uh but the music the um, speakers were so overmodulated. It was so terrible. Everything's just like, wah, wah, wah. and then they're like, woo, turn it up, play another. And it was all over the boat. It was fantastic, though, to see the K Casino, like <laughs> classic Italian. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, today is a different day since our pause. We, yes. Yesterday, we had no more batteries. We had a lot of AAA, but no AA. Which couldn't find any batteries at the house. No. So today is the is the is what's today? Now the ninth. The ninth. Same weather as yesterday. Freezing this morning. And it's, actually the same time. Same time. It's eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. So you're all caught up. We're back to it. Bafana. Go. La Bafana. So we uh, finished up the uh, season of festivities with the Epiphany or La Bafana. It's and that, considered uh, what the twelfth day of Christmas, I guess. Is that true? I think so. Okay. Fun fact, don't look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, <laughs> and it, um, Epiphany is uh, when the wise men came to deliver their gifts to baby Jesus. Another fun story. I asked that to Ashley right before Epiphany. What does Epiphany mean? You went to Catholic school for 12 years. I don't know. She looked at me and goes, I have no idea. <laughs> so I guess they, they didn't cover that in 12 years of parochial school. No one talked about Epiphany. No, we missed that and geography. <laughs> Those were the two that were skipped. <laughs> but in our little uh, neighboring village, Urbania, any of the guests out here who have been here, um, I'm sure you've passed through or stopped there. Urbania is very sweet. It is somehow, I don't know why, it is claimed the title as home of La Bafana. And La Bafana is the character that they, has been created for Epiphany for... Um, I don't know exactly when. Like we said, we don't do a ton of research. When they started mm-hmm. making her a witch. But she's... Or not, not she's a witch. A witch. She's Sorry. an old lady with a long nose and a broom. But she's not a witch. Okay. <laughs> and she looks like a witch. And she comes the, on the night of the 5th 
uh, to the sixth and brings, you leave out your stockings for good children. She brings caramels and treats for the bad kids, coal. So it sounds pretty familiar. And what does she do before she leaves? Before she leaves, she sweeps the house. <laughs> you leave her a glass of wine or a sausage, and she sweeps the house as she leaves. So, which cracks me up so Italian as well. Like, oh, and she'll clean the house. <laughs> what a good, she's such a good, good Linga. So, Urbano um, has slowly throughout the years um, stepped it up, and this year they went all out and even had special entrances to enter the festival and we felt this was a big deal this was a big deal before the you want gossip you want local gossip you want local gossip (laughs) so they do this every year and this is a really nice thing when we first first came through italy um on our first research trip it was the middle of the winter and we stumbled upon urbania and they were doing this festival at the beginning of january we thought how incredible and should i tell the story real quick Okay, yeah. So it was exactly what Jace was saying. This was 2006, and we were coming through the area looking at properties and heading back to where we were staying for the night outside of Kali, and we just were driving through Urbania. We didn't know where we were. Uh, it's dark. It's cold. It's early January, and we have had we had no idea what Bafana was. We just realized there's tons of cars outside this little town. We need to stop. What's going on here? And sure enough, we show up, and it, the throngs of the festival are in full swing, and the band is playing, and the streets are packed. And we show up right on time for Lava Fauna to descend from the church tower into the piazza. And as soon as she steps out, every, we're all waiting. We don't know. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> we don't know who Bafana is. She starts to descend, and Jason and my sister was with us. We three. Just release like the most Arsenio Hall whoop it up cheer, you know, like touchdown dance kind of thing. And it felt like all eyes turned to us. It was Why like were all stare. eyes turned to us? Because everyone was silent. Silent. Silent as the witch came down the rope or the cord. They wait in bated breath for her arrival. And once she lands in the piazza, then there's an appropriate applause. Not during. <laughs> no. Oh my god. So that was hysterical. And But for some funny reason, it was like, oh man, we'll have to come back here. Little did we know we would visit it every year for the past 14 years. Exactly. I love it. So okay. this year. So this year, the gossip is that um they were charging an entrance fee normally it's a free normally it's a free um entrance it's just a free festival you walk around but this year um they did it up they did it up a little bit and they they made um actually bathrooms so you could go to the bathroom and you know they just put a little money into the festival well well, and it's going to fix the streets and make the festival better for other years. So it's all, it's totally worth it. It and goes right back into We're the talking city. about kids under like whatever, free, mm-hmm. young adults were like two bucks and adults are five. It's not the most, we're no. not talking about, you know, a lot of money. Once a year. <laughs> but um, the residents of Urbania were upset. Mm-hmm. They were being. Up in arms. Up in arms. They were being charged money to go to the, their own festival. So the, they said, okay, if you're a resident of Urbania, you don't have to pay to get into the thing. Okay, great. Fine. So when we go, when we go to, we get our ticket and we're standing in, you know, three people in line to go <laughs> go through the gate. And the poor guy who's volunteering his time is checking tickets. Oh, side note. How many people do you think are uh, residents in Urbania? It's bigger than our town. Mm-hmm. I would say 7,000. Okay. Would that be a fair sure. guess? I, I wouldn't say know, 10. You no, know I don't know. I wouldn't say 10 and it's definitely tw- Two or th- twice as big or more than around here. Okay. Just to um, give people an idea of what kind of size town we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about a tiny village. Um, so we're sta- we're about to give the guy our, our ticket to go through the little gate, and these three women just blow past us. And just, just, just ghost the guy. Like, I see him look <laughs> up from me and make contact with her. Her eyes, like, they lock eyes because he took his, like, he's going to take my ticket, and he turns his head to see these three women and they look eyes and she ghosts him. She doesn't even like give him eye contact, <laughs> head held high, walks right by him. And the guy goes, um, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ladies. Ladies, do you have a ticket? Do you have a ticket? And they, she turns on her heel and goes, I'm a resident of Urbania. <laughs> I don't have to have a ticket. And she, and he goes, okay. And then she goes, do you want to see my carta di identita? And then the other one is like, do you want to see my energy bill? 
the, just... the other one asked if you wanted oh to see. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Fallon. Wanted to see the uh, NL build, so to prove that, that she's a resident of Urbania. So that was hysterical, and um, I guess it's a bigger deal than, than what we thought about. Ashley had to run out because good old Dr. Gaji is calling for his weather update. He is... Back in Fano, uh, he works two days a week. He's semi-retired, and he hunts the other five days a week. And tonight, uh, last night, he went back to Fano because he works today. So he wants to know the update of the weather, which makes me kind of laugh because it's been the same weather every day for two weeks. Frozen in the morning, 10 degrees, 12 degrees in the afternoon. All right, I'm going to push pause again because without Ashley, this is half a podcast. Um. We're back. Perfect interruption. I, I explained that it's hysterical that he calls. <laughs> Just to check on the weather. It's and the same weather every day. The sausages to yes. confirm for tomorrow. So the um, Urbania Bafana Festival was a success. They made the national news, oh. which is a big deal mm-hmm. for around here. And we'll see what they do next year. I know. Uh, this week, uh, t- we are making. We're going this afternoon to go pick up the meat to make our annual salamis and sausages for the season. We'll and tell them what, what's the meat mean? Uh, pork, mean? <laughs> sorry, uh, we're going to por- pick up pork shoulder. Uh, we'll get fifty kilos for this first go. We'll do another fifty kilos probably sometime next week, and then another twenty. We usually do about a hundred something kilo a year. I would say. Um, 60% sa- salamis, 40% sausages. This is all for the guests. This is all, we do it all for you, folks. This is all, we don't really, I don't really eat a lot of this. this Especially is, come the winter, we're just like, oh, my God, basta. No. Uh, this is more like what Gaji calls pub- public relations. <laughs> this is a lot of to give away and to um, get, uh, for the guests and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a great thing to do during the winter because there is nothing to do. This is January, February. This is the two most horrible months in all of Italy. It's just. Uh, however, we have found something to do. At least for the next couple weeks, and that's called Avanti Unaltro. <laughs> I'm cracking up, guys, because if you knew what I was talking about, and we're about to explain it, this is a um, spettacolo. <laughs> is a um, TV sh- Italian TV show on Media Set. You too can watch it at home. You can go to Media Set. What is it? Media Set Play. Media Set. Of course, it's an Italian site, so it's not easy just to do it, one no, word. No. Um, <laughs> um, we watch the news every afternoon during lunch, um, and it's really funny because, like any midday news in mm-hmm. any country, there's a lot of um, advertisements for like the sit-down bathtub and um, uh, the, oh, the chair, chair that lifts you out of the chair <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Well, they have been really going hard on this show called Avanti Un Altro, Up Next. Now, Italy is different from other countries where they'll have these runs of shows, game shows, or just different what they call spectaculos or like spectacular, like variety shows. Thank you. That's variety shows. But they will only have a run of like couple of weeks, six weeks or something, and then they'll go away. And during those six weeks, it could be on every night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the stories, like the <laughs> telenovela kind uh-huh. of things. Um, and yes, the, exactly. And then it might be 18 months or two years, and it'll come back kind of again. Um, so, so this it's one, back. It's back. This one called <laughs> Avanti Un Altro, up next. And it's a game show, but it's not really about the game. It's more of about the wacky stuff going on around the game. And it's hosted by... Uh, I can never Paolo s- Bonolis and Luca Lorenti. Now, Paolo Bonolis... I can never say Bonolis. 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 I don't Bonolis. know. He's the real guy. He's, yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. Now, why should you watch this even if you don't uh, speak Italian? Because it is such a great slice of Italian culture. It has everything you want. It has the wacky sound effects. It has the <laughs> um, the the fat guy who sings. It has the th- where you can't follow any of the you, chaos. You can't follow. It has the people talking over each other. Oh, big time! It has the sexy ladies who come out to rub the guy's back while he's doing the questions to distract him. It has the co-host that you can't understand a word he's saying. He, he speaks in some crazy dialect or has some bizarre speech mumbles, impediment. Yeah, I don't know what's going I on. Do not understand him. Um, it is just. 
it's perfect. It's, and we don't watch a lot of uh, Italian TV. We should watch more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this oh, one. Oh, but this one I'm in. So the funny thing is, mark your um, watch properly because it's not on at 6 or 7 or even 6.30. It starts at 6.47 and ends at 7.57. Yeah, they so- do that here. It's weird. They don't really start... Uh, <laughs> Not all programs will start at the top or the half of the hour. They'll start at weird ass times. Because last night was the second night to watch it, and I was like, "Hey, what time do you think? It, do you think it's on like at six thirty or seven? Somewhere around seven. And then I went to look it up, and it was like, "Oh no, we're both wrong. Six forty-seven. Right? That, that was like right what I was about to guess next. Um, it also has some sort of thing where." If you're a female and you come up and you get to pick, you, you make it to the next round, you get to slap the host's ass. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, the men don't do it. Oh, yeah, they did. And then I think it's so – the luck. I think I think it's good luck. But I also think it's this funny thing where if you could slap the men's asses, you could do – you could slap the women's asses they too. They do full on – when the sexy ladies come out, oh they my God. do toe – shot they start at her her feet and go a slow pan all the way up it's <laughs> and the outfits the are outfits are amazing. awesome so if you're obviously if you're listening to this podcast you're into italy and you like italian stuff go check this out you even if you don't understand it just watch for 20 minutes because you'll turn to whoever you, is in the room and be like do you know what's going on? Do you know what's going on in this ridiculous program? This <laughs> is 2020. How is this on television? Yes, this it's is 2020. Incredibly uh, unbelievable. Uh, the other part that is might be one of my favorite aspects of the show is actually the commercials. For <laughs> the, the this two. is Media Set. So Media Set, is, it's Channel 5 Media Set. Media Set is owned by Berlusconi. It's the largest, largest media group in, in Italy. Italy. So they've got the most money in Italy. And... For some reason, the hosts do their own commercials, and these commercials are in, like straight public access style. For some reason, the show's highly produced. Like the TV show, the game show it's is real, hot, like jizz, flashy, like flashy, and, and, <laughs> and uh, sparkly. However, the commercials, the audio is like whack. I don't know what's going on, and the color and the quality of the filming for some reason is so low grade. The sets are, it is the sets are straight public access. Like, it's, it's, and they're doing. Um, <laughs> you can tell we're excited about this it because is, I know. Every, what if we talk this much about us? <laughs> we've watched. It's been on for two nights now, and the first night hooked us, and last night was even better. Oh my it's god! Just, just please go do it. Please folks. just watch five minutes of it. YouTube it if you want. It's Avanti called Avanti Avanti un altro. altro. Three words. <laughs> it's great. So, anything else? Yeah, we just talked about. We started talking about doing sausages and salamis. Then, um, also the greenhouse is going in. Oh, yeah. We found after twelve years of living here, um, we finally found the mecca of um, like uh, agricultural agricultural supply. So, this is one of the difficulties of living here. We (laughs) have lived here, like he just said, for actually 13 years we speak enough of the language here we talk to tons of people everyone knows we have a garden we're jason's regulars at every hardware store talks to any farmer about where to get this or that because you're always trying to source and get gather more information of where to find things well it just proves you just can't ever stop asking questions we were speaking with a neighbor friend kali kotso roberto some of you guys have been up there his his name of his place yeah sorry his name is roberto his agriturismo is called kali kotso and he stopped by the other day and we were chatting about farming stuff and uh jason asked him oh where you know where can we get the taylor the um the cover for the greenhouse and he was like oh you got to go to this place it's got everything we were like, okay, great. No information online. We try to look it up. We find another hardware store nearby. Long story short, we just get to that town and ask, <laughs> where's the place with all of the tailey? They send us. Oh, my God. It was jaw-dropping walking in there. It's so frustrating. These sites I'll- aren't online. There's no way unless you keep asking that yeah. you'll find this. Why, why this is a big deal is um, anytime I go in, there's not a lot of inventory in the places around here because there's not a lot of population. So when you go to a place you don't you don't they don't they can get it that's I can what i was just it. gonna say they always pull out the catalog i can get it for I you i can get it for you it's like yeah 
this place was a big warehouse, and we don't have a lot of big warehouse like, stocked. It was a giant barn stocked with crap. Of course, Ashley's favorite part is uh, the Naked Lady calendar. I don't know why. From like May 1997, I was like, you got to see this. And he's like, yeah, every good hardware store mechanic has one of these hanging up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, but this place was huge, and it has a bit of everything, and the guys in there are really knowledgeable. Not only that, it is one of the rare Ferramenta hardware... No, it's more of an agricultural supply. Any of these that I've seen where they hop to it. Like, we came in and asked a question, said, this is what we're looking for. Two guys jumped up, grabbed their scissors, started measuring it out, cutting it, doing it all, and it was like, oh, man, they, these guys are And they had, they had everything. Yep. So that's the big one. So... This is a game changer. It's not I close. I started asking for random questions we do, for things we don't need till the spring. And he's like, we got it. <laughs> we got it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's not close. It's about 45 minutes away. But say la vie. This is where we live. Everything's kind of a poke away. They didn't know. They just made huge new friends. Oh, they just. <laughs> or, did we just become spend, best friends? <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> did we just uh, become your best clients? So the, um, being able to touch something and see mm-hmm. see it where, you know, you can go online and get it, but I, I'd like to touch the Not shears only that, that I'm buying. Someone or, who you ask questions to and he responds honestly saying, listen, we were talking about furniture shelving. not furniture shelving things <laughs> for the for the greenhouse for the greenhouse and he was like i don't have anything here i said do you have a catalog he's like yeah and he's starting to flip through he goes but you know what you can go to brico like the kind of cheaper Cheap. home depot-esque kind of thing um it's the same thing it goes it's the same thing just go down there like don't have me order it and i just thought i totally respect that thank you and yes that was a, that was a big that was felt like a honeypot find yeah another interesting thing from talking to roberto is um, we have a lack of skilled, um, laborers out here. So, uh, he was talking about all the problems he's having, you know, Italians love to bitch and moan about everything. <laughs> I and I don't know how to respond when they sit there and just give you the laundry I list know, I'm of not crap. sure if you're supposed to say, oh, I'm sorry, or say, oh, like, well, I don't know. Let him just do it. Let him just do it. Yeah. I always turn to Ashley cause she's much better in those social situations than <laughs> I am. Um, uh, there is no one we were talking about tractors and if your tractor breaks down around here you're screwed there is you would think living in an agricultural place where there's tractors all over the place that there'd be good mechanics and people who come out and work on them in the field and there is not it's really interesting that even in a place here like Italy those um uh what's the name for those types of jobs I'm mechanic to yeah like um the roving ones, or what are you talking? I don't know. Like those kind of services, Pl- a good plumber. Thankfully, we've we've found a good plumber and a good mm-hmm. electrician. But um, I never thought about uh, if your tractor breaks down in the middle of the field, you can't like tow it to somewhere else. You have to have the guy come out to the field and fix it. And normally, that would be um, the the farmer would fix it himself. But we just read the big article about how uh, U.S. farmers are going back to tractors from the early '80s because they can't fix the new ones on their own with all of the with computers, all the computers. now around here you don't see those technology heavy you don't see a lot of new tractors mm-hmm. you do see tractors from the <laughs> like a tractor from the 80s is kind of new oh yeah yeah that's nice oh new tractor huh mm-hmm. um but still i oh, we he see, must have must have been a good year <laughs> we will see tractors broken down in fields for a couple of days whereas i think in other countries that thing's back up and running for that afternoon mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's interesting we should get into the tractor fixing business he also mentioned something else that not to get on a heavy note but the cost of being a farmer in the sense of the sheep or goat that you that the italians don't want to pay the price anymore for small farm they want it's all about the lowest price. They mm-hmm. don't they don't want it's everyone talks about biological and organic and blah 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 blah, but when it comes down to it around here, people just want the lowest price. They don't want to pay more for a higher quality. Um, because before the quality was there and they were paying the price. Now the quality isn't because it's coming from other countries and the real the good stuff will cost more. So they don't understand that correlation, I don't think. So he was talking about how hard it is to have uh, a farm with animals like cows, for example, that are biological and raised right and blah, blah, blah. And if you do the math on the amount of time he has to keep them, it's like 50 cents a day he gets paid. 
mm-hmm. and that's not even when you go to sell the animal and blah 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 and after the fees and the transport and blah 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 blah. If you divide the amount of days by the amount of money, it's like fifty cents, and it's just not it's enough. A ton of work, and especially when you don't have kids who are going to help and you can't find people to work the farm. It's a lot of work. It is. So I don't know. We're not. I'm not here to give you an answer to it. I'm just no, saying we're what just we see lucky. Happening. We're just lucky we play farmer. Yeah, thank you know God. our chickens, and cats, and our garden is plenty. But man, to really have to survive on it is is hard. scary. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. So that's what's going around around here. It is. We have plenty to do this weekend between making the sausages and salamis and putting up the greenhouse, and then we can start. Um, the onions will be started in February sometime, and we can start planning it out and getting it going and figuring out a way to put a little warmth into the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. A uh, great one if you're looking to warm your greenhouse. Bucket with some sand and a big church candle. Two or three of those will warm your greenhouse enough. I was going to stick a little stove, like a little. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Don't do that." A, a little, little propane stove. A little over propane there. heater. He's like, "Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No open fires in the greenhouse. Oh my god. Well, I guess a candle is an open fire, but it's a lot less dangerous. Yep. All right, bring us home. Thank you so much for listening to our first podcast of 2020 that spanned two days. And we hope you guys are able to come out and visit us this year. Um, check the calendar. Like I said, www.latavlamarket.com for all the details. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And you can chat with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send a, if, you, if you watch Avanti and Altro oh my send God, us, and you do. like it, please send us, drop us a line and tell, you, tell, tell us what was your favorite part. Exactly. We'll share on the next podcast, <laughs> whenever that may be. All right. Have a good day. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.